Um, just, this is not part of the preach, but I just felt this thought um, while we were worshiping. It's just like, I think for many over Christmas time, it's, it's a time for joy and so, but for others, it's a time of being alone. And it's many actually in this time feel very alone. Maybe they've lost a loved one and, um, and it's in a sense like so many Christmas that this one is not here. Um, and that person might not be there, but he is called Emmanuel, God with us. And I, I just that, that thought just dropped. Yes, that so-and-so is not here, but Emmanuel is here. <laughs> he is God with us. Um, just amazing picture that Errol just shared right now, that he is, that he became a baby, dependent upon creation to actually um, become the savior of, of us all. Yeah, so just that thought, and I want to encourage that if, that, if that's something in your heart, I want to encourage you that He is with you, that, he, that you are not alone, that God is with you, and that He is Emmanuel. All right. Um, I'm feeling like I'm doing everything in today, but I'm doing, but <laughs> all the other elders are on holiday, so I'm here. <laughs> Hello. Um, but I, <laughs> and you are here. Hey, it's a happy place. <laughs> um, and... You know, as I was preparing, um, I felt to share about that. I get that sing David. Sure is Okay. I felt to share about that perfect gift. Have you ever received that perfect gift? Like, when you open up that gift and it's like, how did you know? It was just like, it's perfect. Who wants to come and share with us? Maybe one of the kinders, maybe what was a geschenk that you all got? But it's not perfect. The, that perfect gift. Is there anybody that maybe just want to come and share with us that perfect gift that you have received on Christmas? Anybody that wants to be as brave that want to come and say, I've received this gift and it was perfect for this reason? Huh? Who wants to, wants to come and share? David. <laughs> Morning, church. Yeah, um, this teacher that I'm reading is just so special to us as a family. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a reason, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it was a difficult time uh, for our daughter our, uh, and uh, husband. But, uh, yeah, it's just a special gift this year, especially what had happened. I went through a lot uh, I'm not going to share it, but this, yeah, like last night, we had the older edition of uh, Christmas Eve, before Christmas Eve, just to have a lunch and uh, gifts and all that. And uh, just to experience a kid, our first uh, granddaughter, and uh, just, to, just to see uh, the joy in her, it's just so wonderful. And just, yeah, we are going to give glory to God for what, yeah, we prayed and and we're just trusting in faith, and yes, they, they got pregnant after difficult pregnancies, and it's just wonderful that God is the giver of life. Yes. Yeah, come, summer, Opa David. Okay, that's a perfect gift, huh? <laughs> Who else want to share that perfect gift? David did not break. Who wants to share? Nteto, you want to share? What's the perfect gift that you've received? <laughs> Thank 
my favorite gift I want to share. Last year, this time, I was thirsty, I was lonely, but this year, things change in a way of, today in the morning, I was like, yo, last year, I was stressed, 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 but today I'm happy, amen. <laughs> amen. It's this year that you received Jesus, no? And you got baptized, yeah, so it's amazing, that perfect gift to, to actually celebrate that. Yeah, and you know, we all have a story of that perfect gift. Um, I, I received um, the perfect gift, two coffee mugs, <laughs> that see-through coffee mugs, like, it's like those thick double base, double glass kind of thing, yeah, and then on it, the one is written, praise the Lord, <laughs> and the other one, worship the Lord. So, um, Juliet bought it for me for Christmas, but we're going to share coffee together in them. I'm praised the Lord and she's worshipped the Lord. <laughs> together, we are praising and worshipping the Lord together. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, so I think all of us has this story of, of this, pers this personal perfect gift. And even if we look at the Bible, Jesus also received gifts um, from the wise men. And we, I'm just going to read Matthew 2 from verse 1 to 11 for us together and, and just where Jesus received gifts. And in a way, it was the most perfect gifts that you could give to Jesus as, as the newborn king. Um, so let's just read together Matthew 2 verse 1 to 11. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Ju Judah in, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Come to worship him. That's why we're here today. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. The reason why he was troubled, because he wasn't actually supposed to be king. He's from another lineage in a sense. Like, so he, was, he felt bedreig. <laughs> um, what's the English word for that? <laughs> Intimidate or like... Threatened, yes. Um, so, he <laughs> um, and um, where am I now? Okay. So, um, and verse four, and and assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired from them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. And this is a prophecy from Micah 5. And then verse 7 goes on. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. So actually he's trying to figure out how old this child is now. <laughs> And, and because we know that he had this plan to actually make sure that Jesus does not live. And he killed actually babies from two years. So he was actually calculating in his head um, what to do with this threat um, that, uh, that is against his kingdom. And he, sent, and he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. 
No, he doesn't want to do that. After listening to the king, they went their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where, where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And I, and I just like this thought of just Jesus, the joy that was present with the birth of Christ. Um, and then, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. This was the response with these men. They, they weren't even Jews. They, they weren't even like believers. They just heard this prophecy coming to see this king that's born. And their first response is worship. And they're opening their treasures and they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And in a way, these, these three gifts were of the most perfect gifts that you could give Jesus on that day. Why? I'll tell you. <laughs> the reason why these gifts were so perfect is like the first one is gold. This is the fitting gift to give to a king. A gold was a very expensive material. Um, and to give that to a king and coming to say, this is Jesus, the king of... It's, yes, it's a baby. But this here lies the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Giving him that place of who he is, of honor, that he is the king. And just his, his, um, his status of actually that he's God, God in flesh. And then the second one was frankincense. Now, those of you they don't have frankincense in your house, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> but frankincense is a white resin or gum. It's obtained from a tree by making incisions in the bark and allowing the gum to flow out. Um, and it's highly fragrant when burned and when therefore it was used in worship. So this, this thing was, this frankincense was used in worship. It's, it's part one of the definitions actually says is that it's, it's used while meat was sacrificed. So I was thinking, actually, maybe it stunk. <laughs> it was stinking when meat was sacrificed, and they actually burned this, this, frankincense, this fragrance to actually draw away that. So um, in a sense, frankincense was this, this um, amazing fragrance that was burned in the, the temple in... Um, yeah, it was this amazing fragrance. And something that it pointed to is also the, which I thought as I was reading, could it point to Jesus being a priest? That he, his priestly function as, as, as coming, the one that's actually preparing the sacrifice for the sins of this world. Um, his priestly function, preparing this sacrifice. And, and if you read Hebrews, the priest... We, we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with what, if we read Hebrews um, 4, it says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do, um, um, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So we have this high priest, king, priest, 
And it also pointed to his, his divinity, his, his sense of God. Um, and one of the definitions that, that, I, that I read um, about this is um, that it, it's, it showed towards um, incense became a symbol of the divine name. So this thing became a symbol of the divine name, the God himself. So in this picture, who these guys are, they don't know, they don't know anything. But they're bringing gold, they're bringing frankincense, and the third gift that they brought was mirror. So we have a king who is, became man, that was a high priest, that prepared a sacrifice. And then myrrh is what was used in, at burial to embalm. It was suffering and sacrifice. It was a picture of sacrifice. So he's preparing the sacrifice, which was himself. To pay the price that none of us could actually pay. So these men arrived with three gifts, not knowing anything, but actually speak, sharing the gospel in a moment. And it could, you couldn't have given them a more perfect gift because Myrrh is, is that thing that this baby Jesus would grow to suffer greatly as a man and he would pay the ultimate price when he gave his life on the cross for all who would believe in him. And can you see this, in a sense, is such a perfect gift. And um, I've heard that it says, that it said um, that if you want to give somebody a perfect gift... There are three criteria that this gift needs to, to have. So take notes for future reference. <laughs> okay. All right. Number one. Criteria of, for a perfect gift, Joel. The gift should reflect the one who gives it. All right. Criteria number two. The gift should reflect knowledge of the one who receives it. All right. In other words, knowledge of their needs, their desires, their taste, and so forth. And thirdly, the gift should be of a nature and quality that would hold its value as time goes on. All right. So no Chinese shop gifts that. <laughs> No, I'm joking. <laughs> There's some good gifts out of the Chinese shop, but it needs to hold its value. <laughs> so Toyota, <laughs> Honda. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm just joking. So we know that God gave mankind the perfect gift when he gave, when he sent his son Jesus. Jesus was the perfect gift. And the gift of Jesus meets all the criteria of being a perfect gift. So we're going to look at that. And I'm almost finished. That's the preach for today. Huh? It's amazing. Huh? But the, the, so how does Jesus reflect the perfect gift for each one of us? Je there's a gift for each one of you today. And this is how he reflects this. Okay. All right. Of not reflects, but this is how Jesus is the perfect gift. Number one. Jesus reflects the one who gave him. God the Father. Hebrews 1 verse 3. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. 
Colossians 1 verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. It's said of Jesus that he did not do anything unless he saw the Father. He reflect the one who gave him. Okay, so he, Jesus got one. So he's, he's a third um, to becoming the perfect gift. All right. All right, so then the second thing, God's gift of his son reflects knowledge of our needs. All right. God knew that we need a savior, deliverer, redeemer, healer, and friend. And we needed someone who was fully God and fully man. Only Jesus could meet this need. Being fully God enabled him, Jesus, to carry our sin. Being fully man, human, allowed him to identify with what we go through. I mean, he knew what we need. He became the substitute. We owed a debt that we could not pay. And Jesus paid that debt that we, or Jesus paid the debt that we did not, which he did not owe. He gave himself. Our greatest need was redemption. And God sent a redeemer. And then number three. The gift of Jesus is of a nature and quality that will hold its value as time goes on. Jesus' value is eternal. You won't find, <laughs> I don't know if this is, but it, it's not something, those of you that's not from Wellington, but it, Jesus doesn't have a sell-by date or something that, um, that you would buy in Quirkwater. <laughs> Those of you that stay in Wellington, it, it doesn't have a sell. Those of you that don't know, Quirkwater is a shop. It's an amazing shop. I mean, you can buy amazing things there, but it's usually things that has this sell-by date that, that they can't sell them in Woolworths anymore, so they sell them in Quirkwater. Um, and it's still good quality, but Jesus doesn't have a sell-by date. He is eternal. He is God. Um, and then... John 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave, and He gave, and He gave. And for a thousand years later, this gift is still giving. He holds His value. Today, sin are being forgiven. There's space for us to repent. He is our Redeemer. He is the perfect gift. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. Thanks be to God for this gift. Too wonderful for words. It's indescribable. Thanks be to God for this wonderful gift that Jesus is. It's, it says in, in Romans 6, verse 23. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. There's a free gift. The wages. Wages is something you work for. So sin is working in us. Death. But there's a free gift. A perfect gift. He reflected the Father. He knew exactly what we need. 
in, in the gift, and he is a lasting gift that holds its value. He is eternal. It's, it's not something that leads to death. It's eternal life. And all we need to do is receive this gift. It's not something you have to work for. Sin is working in you, death. But you have a free gift of eternal life. And it keeps on giving every day of your life. So in closing, I want to just close with this, just a few thoughts. Firstly, I don't know all of you, and it might be that today is the only day that you actually come to church. <laughs> um, because it's the right thing to do. But I want to tell you today that there is a free gift in the Son, Jesus Christ. He reflects the Father. He is perfect. He is perfect. He is the most perfect gift. The wages of sin, that sin that works in you, death, you know that feeling of death. It's just like, ugh. The sin works the sense of death in you. And you feel like, ugh, there's no hope. There's nothing. It leads, to, it's death. But there's a free gift. And that if we receive His Son, by faith, that there's eternal life. And all we need to do is receive it by faith, by confessing with our mouth, and believing in our hearts that He is who He says He is. That He did, He was a baby, yes. Like all of us were. But He lived a perfect life that we couldn't. He died on a cross, the price that we could not, He paid the price that we could not pay, that we deserve to pay. He paid that, that price. And He rose out of the dead so that we can live the life that He lives. And this is the gospel. This is the gospel. And this Jesus wants to hand you, if you do not know Jesus, this Jesus wants to give you Himself the most perfect gift that you could receive on this day. And I want to give a moment. If that's you this morning, and you have never given your life to Jesus, you have not, maybe you're just here today, I want to give a moment for you to respond. Because He gave it all for you. And He wants you to live life for Him. So if we can just close our eyes quickly. I just want to give a moment for that. So if, if you're here this morning and you want to say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. 